Matthew 14, verse 22. The Bible says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went on them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Jesus straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. He said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, called him, said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? When they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased, and they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth. Thou art the Son of God. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys preaching your word. And even more than that, God, trying to take a stand in their lives. I know it's not easy for them. Uh, many of them with their homes and their neighborhoods and their schools. And some of them at their job, uh, um, their workplaces, Lord, and all that. But God, I'm thankful for these guys trying to do right and preaching your word and standing for what's right. God, would you please give me the strength that I need? Over the next little bit, um, just clarity of thought, but just physical strength, Lord, to get through this, the stamina, and God, help it to be a blessing. I know this is maybe a, a little different, but God, help it to be a blessing to these guys, to challenge them, and God, please help me to get it across in a timely fashion. I need your help, God. I need your help. I'm thankful to be here and to be able to be back today, but God, I really need your help in a lot of ways. Please bless this class. Challenge these guys. Give them some help. Um, they're in the battle, Lord, but God, they need help. They need strength. And I pray that you would do that through the preaching right now. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. So some of you guys are thinking, Brother Tom, I know you're sick, but I think you got memory loss because you just preached this a couple weeks ago, all right? Peter walking on the water. Yeah, I get that. Um, I did just preach this recently and called it the Christian life. But guys, it's kind of been helpful to me sometimes, sometimes when I preach through something. You know, when I'm studying something, thinking about something, I'm trying to get every detail. I'm trying to learn it, learn it, learn it. I'm trying to soak it in my mind, saturate with it. And then I preach it, right? Sometimes after that, if I can go back and kind of look at it from a different angle, I feel like I can continue to learn. And that's kind of where this came from. It was actually, you talked about the Teen Boys Retreat. When Brother Jamal was preaching, he was talking about this same story. But I don't even know if he made the comment or the thought just came to my mind, but I wrote it down. It's the title today, which I'll give you in a few minutes. But, guys, what did we talk about the other time? We talked about how Jesus is God, right? He has all power, and then he helped Peter do what Peter could not naturally do because Jesus gave him the power to do, to walk on the water, right? And then the rest of the story, he saw the problem, the, the, the waves, the wind began to sink. You know the rest of the story. What is the Christian life about? Keeping our focus on the Lord, right? That's what it's all about. Hey, guys. We always focused on Jesus and Peter. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. That's what the story is about. They're the main yeah. figures in it. Can I tell you, though, there's some other people in the story they are not talked about very often because they're not prominent. They're not active. They're not up front. But, guys, you know, there were other disciples there, and they just kind of get left in the background because, as I said, they weren't active. They didn't get involved. So I want to look at it from that angle today, a different angle. But, guys... I think this is where most Christians are. You know, we talked about Peter. He's doing great things. He's 
overcoming. He's, he's facing these challenges with Jesus' help. He's overcoming them, doing amazing things. Can I tell you, I don't think a lot of Christians are there all the time. And that's a, that's a problem. Now, let me just say this from the beginning. I'll get into this here in a moment. These disciples were obedient to the Lord. They got on the boat. That's verse 22. They got on the boat. Jesus constrained them to get on the boat. They got on. They were obedient. That's good. But once we get to the story as it goes through, and then Jesus says, calm down, verse 27, it is I. And then Peter steps up and says, Lord, if it's you, I want to come, all that. The story splits. Peter starts doing these amazing things. The other guys are just kind of left in the background. Here's what I want to preach on today. Stuck in the boat. Stuck in the boat. In your Christian life, are you stuck in the boat? Yeah. Say, I don't understand that. Well, I hope you do as we unfold this, but stuck in the boat. I think a lot of Christians, that's where we are. The majority of the people in this story, that's where they were. And can I say the majority, I feel like the majority sometimes of people in church, this is where they are. Yeah. And hey, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there a lot. I, I don't want to be there anymore. I think God has taught me some things through this, but I think it's very easy to be stuck in the boat. Listen, instead of doing great things for God, instead of stepping out, instead of seeing him work in your life, through your life, I think a lot of people can get stuck in the boat. How does that happen? That's what I want to preach on today. Good. Number one. They had an unmoved remaining. They had an unmoved remaining. Verse number um, 28, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. You know the story, right? We just went through this. Terrible storm. They think they're going to die. Everybody's freaking out. You know, then they see Jesus walk on the, on the water. They don't have the proper reaction. They think it's a ghost chasing them. They're like, man, this is the worst night of my life. You know, the last night of my life too, right? This is terrible, right? It's terrible. And Jesus says, guys, calm down. It's me. Okay? Verse 27. And then Peter's got this crazy idea, right? Lord, if it's you, let me come out there on the water too. So how is it that Peter, like I said, the story breaks here in verse 28 and continuing on through. You have Peter doing these great things and the rest of them are just stuck in the boat. Mm. They had an unmoved remaining. Guys, can I say first of all about this? There was a chaotic feeling. Things were rocky on the boat. They were struggling on the boat. You say, why do you say that? Because sometimes we don't step out for God. And you know what we call it? I'm just, I'm just staying in my comfort zone. Guys, let me tell you something about your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is nothing. Yeah. My comfort zone is nothing. I get it. I understand. I understand being nervous, scared, and not wanting to step out, not wanting to do, God tells us to do something, but it's hard. I get that. But can I tell you, your comfort zone is nothing. My comfort zone is nothing, guys. Let's not abide in that. Listen, if, if your comfort zone is disobedience to God, it's not going to pay off in the long run like yeah. these guys were talking about. If, if your comfort zone is when God tells me to do something, I'm not going to do it. Guys, for the moment, yes, it may feel more comfortable, you think. But in the long run, it's not going to turn out that way. You reap what you sow. They had a chaotic feeling. So, guys, get this. They're on the boat. They think they're going to die, right? It's rocking. It's turbulent. It's terrible. But, Kevin, they said, I would rather stay here than get out. Yeah. And I get it. Like we said, the natural mind, you think, getting out of the boat, that's not a good idea. But can I tell you, in the boat wasn't so safe either at that moment. But some people say, no, I'm not going to step out for God because I like it better here. There's a chaotic feeling. It's not all that where you are. So what happens? Hey, guys, let me just throw it to you so you're on, on board with this. Why didn't they get out of the boat? Why didn't they get out of the boat? What do you think? Fear. Controlled by fear. And I get that. We've all been there, right? Mm -hmm. Guys, you ever, you ever feel God pressing your heart to give a track and you're scared to do it? Yeah. Yep. 
Yes. You ever feel like God wants you to do something and you're nervous? You don't, you don't want to step out. It's hard. Yes, I get that. But they were controlled by fear. Hey, guys, it's not wrong to feel afraid, but it's wrong to be controlled by fear. You get that? Yeah. Listen, I get it. I feel it all the time. Sometimes we think, if I do right, Jaden, I'm never going to have these feelings. No, you're going to have those feelings. I think that's a misconception. But listen, you do right. Hey, sometimes people make fun of you. It doesn't feel so great, right? Sometimes you, you're trying to do right, and it's nerve-wracking. You get scared. Guys, it's okay to have those feelings, but don't let those things control you. Yep. These guys let it control them. Hey, when Peter got up, they stayed in. The unmoved remaining, they were controlled by fear. Hey, guys, are you stuck? Are you stuck? Are you stuck? Listen, we're, we're, we're flipping the calendar to the new year. I get that. But, guys, you're going to go another year without soul winning? Why? Because you're stuck in the boat? Hey, you know people are going to hell. You know you can do something about it. You say it's hard. I get it. I, I'm scared. I get it. Yeah. But, guys, are you going to stay in the boat? You're going to get stuck another year? Hey, guys, with no soul winning, no progress, no answered prayers, no stepping up? Hey, guys, are you going to stay in the boat another year because you're controlled by fear? You say, well, it's hard out there. Is it really all that where you are right now? Wow. Hey, guys, is it really all that displeasing God? Is that your comfort zone? Is it really all that uh, being disobedient to God? Is that your comfort zone? Can I tell you, that's not a good comfort zone. It's not going to pay off well in the long run. The unmoved remaining. When Peter got up, they stayed down. Guys, how about you? How about me? Hey, guys. When I was thinking of it from this angle of this story, it hits me. It's convicting to me. Because you know what? We can preach about Peter. But Peter was the only one that got out of the boat. And I think a lot of the times, it's very rare for Christians to get out of the boat and the rest of us just saying, what is he doing? He don't know what he's doing. He's crazy. Hey, we're classic for that. I'm classic for that. But you know what? There needs to be more Christians. Again, when God tells us to, we get out and do what he says. The unmoved remaining. Are we going to get stuck where we are? No answered prayers. Are we going to get stuck with no progress? Are we going to get stuck with no soul winning? Are we going to get stuck with no change, real change in our life again this year? And you know what? They were content to remain and to reside there. They're saying, hey, it's bad out there, but I would rather, first, I'm just going to stay here. Yes, it's scary. Yes, I might die on this boat, but I would rather stay here. Guys, when God wants you to get out, get out. Yep. The unmoved remaining. Number two. How did they get stuck in the boat? Not only the unmoved remaining, the unasked request. Very simple. Hey, guys, you know why Peter is the prominent figure in this story? Because he stepped up and said something. Mm -hmm. He said, Lord, if it's you, I want to come out. And he gave him permission, right? Next, the next verse, come. You say, what did the other guys say? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. You say, what does that have to do with us? What does that have to do with us, guys? All right, I don't want to get stuck in the boat, so don't have that unmoved remaining. Don't just, when other people get up, I'm just sitting here. Number two, when Peter spoke up, these guys remained silent. They, there was an unasked request. You know what I think we do sometimes? We play it safe. You know what the Bible says? And I'm not advocating something wild and, you know, off the deep end. But guys, you know what the Bible says? James 4.2. You have not because you ask not. Mm -hmm. mm. And guys, I do this too. Again, this is convicting to me. Ethan, I think sometimes I just want to get by. I just don't want, Kevin, anything too terrible to happen to me or my family. You know, I just want it to be smooth. And I get that. I get that desire, guys. 
But do we ever ask God for big things? As pastor said before, do you have any miracles on your prayer list? Do you have any big things? Big things. I think sometimes, guys, we aim too low in our Christian life. Man, what do you want in our Christian life? Well, Anthony, I, I, I hope to be decent. You know, you're going to keep coming next year? Well, we'll see what happens. What's that? What is that? You're going to lead anybody to the Lord? Well, if God sends them my way. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we just cruise by way too often, guys, instead of saying, God. Hey, guys, I, this just popped in my mind. But maybe, maybe you ought to say, God, how many people do you want me to try to lead to you this year? Good, yeah. Hey, I don't know. Maybe you could disciple three, four, five guys this year. Yeah. Maybe you could work and, and Ethan, we go on Thursday nights and try to get some guys baptized from this class this year. Amen. Maybe we have to go with five guys or whatever it is. I don't know. You you ask God and you have God show you. But where are the guys that will say, Lord, bid me come. Yeah. Bid me come. Bid me come. You know what? It may be some guys in the room. You'll be a youth pastor one day. You'll be a pastor one day. You'll be a missionary one day. But can I say, some of us need to say, Lord, could you do that with me? Lord, I'm nothing. It's not because I'm some superstar and I'm saying, Lord, my services are available to you. Nothing like that. But Lord, would you do something big with me? Not to lift me up, but to lift you up. Guys, do we have anybody like that? Hey, can I tell you, this hits me hard. Kevin, sometimes I hear other people praying big prayers. And you know what I think? Are they crazy? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to cruise on by, have a decent life, keep it smooth. You know, nothing too terrible happened in my life. Guys, I think we need to ask for some bigger things sometimes. They played it safe. They kept silent. Hey, guys, do you have any big prayer requests? Any huge things? You know, the Bible says God's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or think. He says, call on me and I will answer thee, show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Hey, I'm not, again, guys, not to consume it on your own lust, not so that you can just get a bunch of toys. That's not what we're talking about. But do you ever ask God for big things? Good. Lord, would you save this person in my life? Would you change my family? Mm-hmm. Would you bring my whole family to church? Let's start asking God. You say, well, it may never happen. Well, you know, if we never ask, it probably won't happen. Yeah. Hey, God, God can do great things. With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. But, hey, and again, guys, I'm in the same boat, but we ask so small sometimes. Yeah. God help us. We serve a great God. And you know what? What do you think? When, when right, they're all sitting in the boat, around here, right? And it's turbulent, it's rocky. They just realize that this is Jesus out there, not some crazy ghost. When Peter, I, my mind said, is he maybe stood up or something? I don't know, the Bible doesn't say. But George, as he stood up and said, Lord, if it's you, let me come out there. What do you think the other guy's reaction was? I mean, what do you think went through their brains? If it's me, I'm thinking, is he nuts? Is this dude crazy? Hey guys, you ever hear somebody in church say, I'm praying for this? And you think, are they crazy? Watch it. You might be stuck in the boat. Yeah. You might be stuck in the boat. There's an unmoved remaining. There was an unasked request. Hey, guys, have we asked God for some big things? Good. Again, not to boost you up, not so you can be rich and famous, but to glorify God. Yeah. Right. Some things that fit with his perfect will for your life. The unmoved remaining, the unasked request, point number three, there was an uninvolved reaction. Hey, guys, when Peter got out, they stayed in. It's very simple. The message is very simple today. When Peter got up, they stayed down. When he spoke up, they stayed quiet. 
When he got out, they stayed in. Where are you in your Christian life? Are you seeing God do amazing things in your life? Are you overcoming sin? Are you overcoming temptations? Are you seeing God doing great things in your life? You know what that is? That's walking on top of the water. But you know a lot of what a lot of us are doing? We're sitting there watching other people walk on the water. And I'm not against, hey, if other people are doing great things and God's blessing them, praise God. Again, it's not a competition. I think somebody mentioned that in the Christian life. We're on the same team. If that's happening, wonderful. But what are you doing? What am I doing? There was an uninvolved reaction. You know what they did? They watched others' faith. They didn't exercise their own faith. Hey, guys, guys, guys. We can hear all day. Man, guys, God is doing great things. He's doing here in this part of the world and here in this part of the world and in this church and in this church and in this youth group. That's all great. But, guys, if all we ever do is hear and, and listen and watch what other people do for God, we're missing the whole point. Yeah. Because you know what? God has given us a life. He's given us an opportunity. And what does he want us to do with this life he's given us? That's what I'm saying. Let's not get stuck in the boat. Hey, guys, I don't want to be, I don't want to wake up one day and, you know, I'm 70 years old and realize, man, I let the best years of my life go away. I don't want to do that. I want to live it now. Mm-hmm. And I want to live for God now. I want to put him first now. And guys, can I tell you, you're young, but the years go quickly. Yeah. Things start flying really quick. Hey guys, what are you going to do with your life? The uninvolved reaction. Listen, when Peter got up, they stayed in. They watched others' faith. They watched others' exploits for God, but they didn't do any of their own. And guys, let me hit that again. You know, when Peter said, Lord, let me come out, um, I, I, I truly think they thought, man, this guy's nuts. What are you doing? And I don't think these guys were critical of him, but sometimes... We can be critical of those that step out for God. Mm. <sighs> pastor starting another ministry? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Pastor, really? Hey, guys, let's be careful of that. Maybe this happens sometimes. When other people start stepping out of the boat, Anthony, it, it shines the spotlight that we're still in the boat. Yeah. And it convicts us. Yeah. And it bothers us. Because, I mean, Ethan, if we all just stay in the boat, then, you know, nobody steps out, then nobody's left behind kind of thing. We're just all here. Don't, don't you step out for God, because if you do, it makes me look bad. When other people start doing great things for God, it's like, hmm, <laughs> what should I be doing? Hey, guys, we can get critical of other people, and that contrast can start highlighting our carnality. Guys, I don't want to get stuck in the boat in my life. Hey, guys, as a teenager, are you going to get stuck in the boat when other people are leading people to the Lord and you're just letting it pass by? Well, that's great for him, great for him, great for him. And again, we cheer them on. But God wants to do something great through you too. The unmoved remaining, the unasked request, the uninvolved reaction, they watched others' faith and didn't exercise their own. Hey guys, you serve the same God I do. We serve the same God our pastor does. Listen, we serve the same God that has done these great things generation after generation after generation. Guys, we need to see him do things in our lives. And then the last point is this, the unfulfilled result. Hey, guys, what do we talk about in this story? Peter walked on top of the water. Yes, he saw the waves. Yes, he began to sing. Jesus saved him the rest of the story. Guys, these guys missed out on an amazing opportunity. They saw something that was miraculous. Verse number 33, it says, They, they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Guys, 
You say, well, that's awesome. They were worshiping Jesus. Yes. But can I say they kind of saw God work from a distance? Yeah. Hey, guys, did all these guys see a miracle that day? Yes. But one of them got to be in on it. Mm-hmm. One of them got to be a part of it. One of them got to experience it himself. I think it was a different level for Peter as opposed to the other 11 guys. Yeah. And guys, these 11 guys are not bad dudes, discounting Judas, okay? Understandably. They're not bad guys. They're obedient. They're on the boat as Jesus wants them to be. But listen, when Peter stepped up and said, Lord, if it's you, I want to come out. No one else said anything. They all stood back because they were fearful, because they didn't want to speak up and ask great things of God, because they wanted to watch other people do it and not themselves. And you get to the end of the story, and it's like there's an unfulfilled result. Peter got to experience what they didn't. Saw God work from a distance. The startling moment, guys, this was a unique chance. No other time in the Bible do you have someone walking on top of the water. No other time. And you know what? They were there, but they were not a part of it. They just watched someone else. They just stared at someone else. Guys, you remember when God was working in our church and he was helping us and he was doing great things, but you were sitting on the sidelines. Man, you, last, last year when all those people got saved and bam, every Sunday night people were reporting, I led this many people to the Lord, bam, 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 bam. But you weren't a part of it. And I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying, were you sitting in the boat when other people were stepping out? Hmm. Were you stuck in the boat? Hey, guys, this is a unique chance. But they just stared at someone else doing it. Hey, guys, here's my message today. Let's get in on it. Yeah. Let's get in on it. You hear all these guys talk about how great God is. Find out for yourself. Let's not get stuck in the boat. Guys, it's very easy to. Hey, can I tell you, it's very easy to come to church and to listen to all these things, and that's all good. But George, we never put them into use. We never start saying, hey, he talked about preaching against lust, man. All right, this is a struggle of mine, but I'm going to start using these things. I'm going to start memorizing these verses. I'm going to start, you know, having this and, and going to battle with this thing. And then you see victory. Is it hard? Oh, yeah. But guys, if you never take these things to heart and start stepping out and doing them, you're never going to see the victory. Some people just get stuck in the boat. Let, let's not let that be us. I don't want to be that. But are you a Christian that when other people are doing great things for God, you're stuck in the boat? Let's bow our